0: The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine featuring topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... Important meetings are on tap for the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for February 2020. Each year near the end of February, members of the American Council of the Blind assemble in the Washington, D.C. area for three important meetings. The weekend begins with the meeting of the ACB Board of Directors, which will be held this year on Saturday, February 22nd. The affiliate president's meeting will be held the next day, followed by the legislative seminar on February 24th and 25th. The President's Meeting and Legislative Seminar will be held at the Holiday Inn and Suites Old Town in Alexandria, Virginia. ACB Advocacy and Outreach Specialist Claire Stanley says the Legislative Seminar has every potential to be a productive event. I guess the first question on everybody's mind is, will Capitol Hill be recovered from the current events of the uh, impeachment proceedings and so forth? What has that activity done in terms of how has it changed or how has it affected what we will do on Capitol Hill?
1: Well, the funny thing is a lot of the legislative assistants and legislative directors we've spoken with have said it's actually given them extra time to work on issues that we would deal with because those LAs and LDs work on transportation issues and disability rights issues. They're not the ones who would deal with things like the impeachment. So it's actually opened up some of their time to work on our issues. So it's actually strangely benefited us.
0: So they're actually doing some homework ahead of time.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: (laughs) I would have never thought about that. What can you tell me about the meetings on Monday at the hotel uh, where we hear from various people, including, uh, I'm assuming, yourself and Eric and some others on the staff, but also some other people, perhaps?
1: We will be talking about our three imperatives every year. We have usually about three imperatives, could be more or less, but usually three. So several of our presentations will focus around those. But we also have some presentations from some federal agencies that usually attend, so uh, the Federal Aviation Administration under Department of Transportation, Um, the Federal Communications Commission will also be there. Those are our usual federal agencies that will be there. We have a couple of relationships with other nonprofits who will be there talking about some issues that we've been working on. So kind of a fun mix of a little bit of everything.
0: Can you say at this point what the imperatives are?
1: We can, and I can tell you by the end of the week of February 7th, everybody will be receiving those imperatives. Uh, We call them backgrounders. People will be receiving the backgrounders so they can read those themselves. But two of our imperatives for 2020 are staying the same as 2019. One is working on legislation surrounding autonomous vehicles and making sure that those are accessible for the blind community. Um, the other one that is staying the same is the low vision bill. That's the short name for the bill. It has a very long name. But basically the low vision bill is making sure that Medicare will cover low vision devices. So those two remain the same for 2019. The third imperative, that's the new one for 2020, is called the FAST Act or the um, Surface Transportation Bill. It basically has to do with ensuring that we have safety in our roads and surface transportation as well as implementing new programs for transportation. It was actually passed back in 2015, and it has to be reauthorized every five years. So the reauthorization happens by September of 2020. So we're hoping that when it's reauthorized this year, we can get a few different issues that impact the blind community underneath this new reauthorization. So we're talking about things like ensuring that there are accessible pedestrian signals um, in every intersection assessing the mobility issues we've been seeing all over the U.S., um, things like that. So different issues that pertain to transportation and intersections and infrastructure um, that we can get under the FAST Act.
0: And again, those are important issues for people dealing with uh, transportation issues.
1: We all know in the blind community, transportation is one of the biggest hurdles we face. So I'm excited to see what we can do in advocating for the FAST Act.
0: The low vision bill, has that been introduced this year? I know there was something introduced maybe last year at some point, Mm -hmm. but has that been reintroduced?
1: Yeah, the low vision bill was reintroduced this past summer. I believe it was in July, maybe early August, so in the 116th Congress. Um, It was co-sponsored by a bipartisan group in the House. So the two members were Republican Bill Arrakis from Florida, I believe, and Maloney, a Democrat from New York. So, and then it's also received several co-sponsors since then. We're also hoping and are very excited and anxious to hear if we're going to get someone to bring it up in the Senate. I can tell you at this time, it looks like that's going to happen this month, but I unfortunately can't say much more than that. But it looks like it's going to happen, fingers and toes crossed that will also be brought up in
0: the Senate. So it won't have to be reintroduced in the House this year.
1: It will not have to be reintroduced because it's already been done so in the 116th Congress.
0: That's a very important step for any legislation, of course, is to have it introduced in one chamber and then then hopefully in the other chamber soon thereafter. So that's a very important step. Now, in recent weeks, there's been at least one release on uh, service animal proposed rules by, I believe it's the FAA. Can you talk about that? And I'm assuming that's one of the things the FAA will be talking about at the meeting.
1: Undoubtedly, and I'm sure we'll receive many questions. So what it is, it's called the Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, or NPRM for short. And when an NPRM comes out, it gives all Americans the right to weigh in and give what we call comment. And so this NPRM proposed some new language to Identify what animals, service animals, and potentially emotional support animals are allowed to go on planes, because we've all heard the silly stories about things like peacocks being brought on planes. And so the Federal Aviation Administration is trying to crack down on these issues and decide how to deal with them. So ACB is specifically looking at some of the new language that defines what a service animal is, what is and isn't allowed on planes. What type of documentation that those of us who are blind with service animals would or would not have to bring? um, What breeds would or wouldn't be restricted? Um, So those are some of the different issues we're looking at. So ACB is talking about the issues. We've gotten some really great input from many of our leaders, and we have about 60 days to submit our comments, so we will be doing that. Um, So I'm sure the FAA presenters will talk all about the NPRM, and we'd love to continue to get more comments from our members before we submit our comments.
0: And this has been an ongoing process for, what, three or four years now? uh, Yes. That uh, started out with a proposal that really caused a big uproar, and uh, that uproar has caused some changes in it that are headed toward making it more workable, I think. I think I can yeah, say that. On wood. <laughs> but that's one of the things that ACB is actively taking part in, and that's one of your, I think, active yeah. things that you're working on as well.
1: Exactly. I think the issue that they are proposing under the new NPRM that is upsetting most of our members is the documentation policy. So it says that you would have to get some kind of form signed by your veterinarian saying, my dog is healthy, I attest that my dog is well-behaved, that it is a service animal, all kinds of things like that that are kind of an undue burden. So that's a big topic that I'm sure we will have many comments and questions about at the legislative seminar.
0: Once you get that document, do you have to do a new document every time you fly How long is a document like that valid?
1: The way the language is written under the NPRM right now, the FAA is proposing, excuse me, that you would do it on an annual basis, so just once a year. But, of course, the comments could say more, less, don't do it at all, but the language proposed is once a year.
0: Is there anything else you want to say about the legislative seminar or about other projects that you're working on?
1: We're excited to have everybody come to the legislative seminar this year. We're excited to have the FCC present especially because we know there's a lot of discussion going on these days in the audio description realm and that kind of thing. So we are actually going to have one of the new leaders of the FCC present. Her name is Diane Burstein. So we'll be excited to have her present this year alongside Will Shell, who's presented before. We're also going to have Barbara Raimondo, present on the cogsville macy act it's not an official imperative it's something that's been an imperative in many years past but it is something that was reintroduced in both the house and senate this past year within the 116th congress so she'll pop up and talk about it just because we hope people even though it's not an imperative people will still mention it when they go up to the hill and if there are any questions so a lot of a lot of interesting presentations this year
0: for anyone hearing this who's coming to the seminar for the first time, do a real quick: what happens on the hill?
1: You need to schedule appointments with your either senators, representatives, or hopefully both, from your state, and you go up to the hill. We um, arm you with the backgrounders as well as the one pager on all these issues, and we just let you go and talk to your representatives. We of course want you to talk about the imperative but also feel free to talk about anything that you think is important that your representatives know that's impacting the blind and visually impaired community. Um, It's just your opportunity to talk to them. I think that's something we forget as Americans, that we have the right to talk to um, our representatives and our senators and tell them what's going on and what needs to be looked at in the blind and visually impaired community. I know a lot of people go in uh, groups So if it's your first time, don't be afraid. I'm sure you can piggyback on to other people from your state and go together as a group and just talk to the staff members. I know it can be intimidating the first time you go, but I think it's just so exciting to remember that, again, as Americans, we have the ability to literally go to our representative's office and tell them what's on our mind and what we think we need to work on.
0: And there are a lot of places in the world where you absolutely cannot do that. True. I also know about... uh, the first time I came to the seminar, I was a group of one from my state. So I went in to see the uh, my representatives and my senators, and the first meetings went quite well. But what I learned very quickly was the more I could get them to ask me questions, the better the meeting overall would go. And so these people whether it's a staffer or the senator or representatives themselves. Sometimes you see it the actual representative or the actual Mm -hmm. senator, but a lot of times you talk with just the staff, which is fine because the staff people are the people who are actually doing the homework, as it were, for the senator or for the representative. But when these people start asking you questions, you know that they have been listening to you.
1: And it always surprises me how little they know about issues that the blind and visually impaired community face. So it's a great opportunity to put these issues in in their mind and say, you need to think about these issues because, unfortunately, they tend not to be well-versed in these issues. So it's great that we have the opportunity to put that in their, their mind.
0: And, and that's our job. That's our big job right. with this seminar is to get those issues on the table with these people because you know, they're – They deal with the big stuff every day, the economy, the other things that that you hear about every day on the news. The issues that we're talking about are big issues, and they're important, but they get buried under a lot of this other stuff. And when you come into an office of a congressman or a senator and you say, really, sir or ma'am, I need to talk about this particular issue that relates to service animals or to transportation or whatever it is, and here's why it's important to me.
1: Exactly. Then the,
0: the flags go up and they start listening.
1: Well, and even issues like the autonomous vehicle work we're working on, that's something that's very much so on their minds. Everybody's talking about autonomous vehicles, but they don't think about the aspects that impact the blind and visually impaired community because – they just don't think about it, and, you know, I don't think they're malicious in not thinking about it. They just, you know, aren't coming from our perspective. So it's an issue that impacts all Americans, but now we have the duty to go and said, but don't forget about us when we're working on autonomous vehicles. So, you know, even issues that everybody's thinking about, we have to put our two cents in on how it will impact us.
0: Right. I've said it before on this program and I've said it before in the seminar itself when I've had the privilege to attend it. One of the most important things we do is plant seeds. And then sometimes that means we get to come back and nurture those seeds and, and actually see them grow, observe their growth, you know. So that's a big part of what this seminar is about. Anything else?
1: We just hope everybody will come this year or come in future years and get involved.
0: That's right. I look forward to being there again another time. I won't be there this year. I will listen to the proceedings on ACB Radio as much as I can and, uh, and follow it, certainly, with some comments afterwards if need be. I hope everybody, uh, like you say, participates and uh, learns a lot. It's a learning opportunity for us exactly. as well as for the uh, lawmakers. All right, Claire, thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for this opportunity.
0: That was Claire Stanley, Advocacy and Outreach Specialist for the American Council of the Blind.
2: You're listening to ACB Reports.
0: Whether you are attending a technical college, an entering college freshman, undergraduate, or graduate student, the American Council of the Blind has a great opportunity for students who are legally blind to earn a scholarship. Over $55,000 in scholarships are awarded by the organization each year. To be eligible for these scholarships, a student must be legally blind, maintain a 3.0 grade point average, and be involved in your school and local community. As a scholarship winner, you will experience firsthand the National Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind in July 2020. There, you will meet other students who share the same life experiences, create lasting friendships, and network with individuals who understand the challenges you are going through. Scholarship applications may be submitted online until 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday, February 14th, 2020. To begin the application process, all interested candidates must register for a new ACB account. After the account request has been approved, candidates will receive an email which contains a link to complete the scholarship application. For information about setting up the account or about the available scholarships, contact Nancy Fela in the ACB National Office at 800-866-3242. That's 800-866-3242. On Sunday, February 23rd, state and special interest affiliate presidents will gather for their annual meeting. ACB President Dan Spoon says this meeting will also be packed with information and learning opportunities.
2: Well, hello, Mike. Uh, thanks so much for having me on today. Uh, it's really a kind of exciting time of the year coming up for the American Council of the Blind. Uh, this is your ACB President, Dan Spoon. And- I want to make sure and invite everybody to participate in the D.C. leadership conferences. Uh, We'll have our Board of Directors meeting on Saturday, February 22nd, and then the Affiliates Presidents meeting on Sunday, February 23rd, and then the Legislative Seminar on the 24th, and a chance to walk on Capitol Hill and meet your representatives and senators on the 25th. So on the 23rd, we really have an exciting President's Meeting planned, we're doing something a little different this year. We're going to have two sets of breakout sessions, uh, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. In the morning, the breakout sessions are going to focus on the audio description project and all that's going on there. It's really an exciting time for audio description, especially with the, uh, you know, the new streaming services that are being offered between Netflix and Amazon and Apple. And then, Uh, Also in the morning, we're going to have a breakout session with Claire Stanley, our Advocacy and Outreach Specialist, who is also our uh, Steering Committee lead for the Information Referral and Peer Support Committee, and she's going to talk about peer support, information referral, and all the wonderful opportunities we have to uh, really help especially new uh, blind and visually impaired members of our community, of our folks. And then in the afternoon, we're going to have two breakout sessions, uh, one led by Cindy Van Winkle, our new uh, member and uh, affiliate services coordinator on membership. And then also uh, in the afternoon, uh, we're going to have a breakout session that's going to be on public awareness and all the different communications channels that American Council of find offers. So that's going to be four nice breakout sessions. Our luncheon speaker is going to be a gentleman from Apple named Joe Stretchy, and he uh, is uh, one of the uh, consultants on the new uh, Apple streaming show called C-S-E-E, and he's going to talk about, uh, you know, all the different things he went through to have this uh, community in the future, 600 years in the future, where everyone is blind. And he's going to talk about all the different things he did with the actors and actresses to really uh, make their movements and their appearance and their, uh, you know, the whole demeanor that it properly represented uh, our blind and visually impaired community. And then talk a little bit about opportunities out there for new actors and actresses to maybe get some roles in that show and and in others. So that'll be exciting. Uh, We also have Lee Nasahis, who's the new Chief Executive or Executive Director for VisionServe Alliance, and she's going to come talk to us. American Council of Blind is now a member of VisionServe Alliance, and just the the opportunities to coordinate and collaborate uh, with many of the lighthouses and national industry for the blind agencies around the country uh, that, you know, where a lot of our folks work and go through rehab services. At our convention last year, and she's now a member of the American Council Blind Advisory Board, and has really been helping us in a lot of ways. So uh, that'll be exciting to hear from her. And then we're going to have, uh, you know, an opportunity to hear from, uh, you know, our development and fundraising steering committee, uh, as well as our scholarship and awards. We've got an exciting thing going on with our. Uh, scholarships this year. For the first time, we are partnering with the uh, American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, and we're putting our scholarship money together. So, you know, between the two of us, we're now going to offer 19 scholarships uh, valued at over $70,000. So really an exciting opportunity to learn more about that and, you know, hopefully encourage even more students to uh, you know, the, to take advantage of the ACB scholarship.
0: With that partnership with AFB and the scholarships, is that going to mean a greater number of scholarships or a greater amount of dollars I mean, in the existing scholarships? For
2: the, most, for the most part, it's just one new scholarship uh, that's going to get added uh, in the uh, arts and music area, I believe. And besides that, it's really was an opportunity to really, Combine a lot of the scholarships and raise the value of them. So now our scholarships will range from a minimum of $2,000 to a maximum of 7500 so the average amount of our scholarships this year is going to be over $4,000 so
0: wow. really some
2: really good Good opportunities. We've come a long way with the scholarship program. So that's exciting.
0: We certainly yeah, have, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, where were you in in the '70s when I was in college? You know, wouldn't
2: that have been nice? Of,
0: of, of course, uh, four thousand dollars then would go a lot further than four thousand dollars does now. But still, it's a great opportunity for a legally blind or totally blind person who's pursuing higher education. It's a great opportunity, and it makes a difference for those people.
2: It really does, and then we're going to talk about, you know, our Gerwig K. McDaniel Fund and the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows, and also our first-timers, and the the scholarships we'll offer there for people to come to the convention, Uh, as well as Janet Dickelman, our convention coordinator, will be there to tell us all about the, uh, you know, exciting uh, convention coming up in Schaumburg, Illinois, which will be, you know, July 4th, uh, through the 10th, so that'll be exciting as well.
0: And that'll be here before we know it. I mean, we're already in the, you know, this is February 4th when we're recording this, so July the 4th will be here before we know it.
2: I know, isn't that amazing? We're only, we're, 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 we're getting close. We're only five months away. Who, who could believe it, you know? Uh, you're exactly right. We'll all be heading uh, outside the, to the suburbs of uh, Chicago in the village of Schaumburg before we know it. If you haven't uh, made your plans yet, there's a real opportunity. We'd love to see folks at the D.C. Leadership Conference. Come on out. Uh, be part of the president's meeting. You don't have to be a president to attend. it you know, be 100, probably 125 leaders from across the country that'll be there. And we'd love to hear your voice. And and then the next day we've got the legislative seminar. We'll probably have another 100, 125 there. And it's a great opportunity to get involved, uh, meet folks, and... Uh, you know, really uh, make a difference for our blind and visually peer community. So we, we encourage everybody to come out and get involved.
0: That was Dan Spoon, president of the American Council of the Blind. As ACB reports for February 2020 draws to a close, here is the registration and hotel information for the D.C. leadership meetings. The American Council of the Blind affiliate president's meeting and legislative seminar will be held from Saturday, February 22nd, through Tuesday, February 25th. Register online at http: colon slash slash weblink. dot donorperfect. dot com slash dc leadership meeting. That's http colon slash slash W-E-B-L-I-N-K dot D-O-N-O-R-P-E-R-F-E-C-T dot C-O-M slash D-C-L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-P-M-E-E-T-I-N-G. Meetings scheduled during this event include the ACB board meeting on Saturday, February 22nd, the affiliate president's meeting on Sunday, February 23rd, the Legislative Seminar on Monday, February 24th, and Meetings with Legislators on Capitol Hill on Tuesday, February 25th. The President's Meeting and Legislative Seminar will be held at the Holiday Inn and Suites, Alexandria Old Town. The address is 625 1st Street, Alexandria, Virginia, 22314. The hotel phone number is 703548. 6300. The pre-tax room rate is $109 per night. The URL for online reservations is extremely long. If you wish to make reservations online, contact the ACB National Office and ask them to email you the reservations link. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another
2: ACB Reports.